This is Tommy Stokey, and we are recording on November 2nd, ahead of Game 7 of the World Series. We're going to have John Heyman come on here in a minute, but first I want to go over some of my thoughts leading into this game. It's, I don't know where it ranks for greatest World Series of all time, or even my 25, 26-year lifetime. All I know is that this is about as good as, uh, as you could hope for. And whether baseball wants one thing or the other, we'll get to in a second. Um, I don't. I, you know, I've read stuff that this is bad for baseball. The the games are taking too long. That's not the case. I don't see how that can be the case. I mean, every pitch is is exciting. It doesn't matter if the game is three and a half hours, four hours long. Um, but maybe that's just me because I'm a baseball fan, and it's it's hard to to complain when. It's been as good of a series as it's been. The Indians, I thought, were the better story winning the World Series, particularly when they were up 3-1, to one, for a couple different reasons. And, and I don't think that the Cubs were a bad story at all. They would be and still um, would be a good story, a great story if they win. I just thought the Indians would have had a better one. For one, they were the underdog. Everybody likes the underdog. Then they lose Carlos Carrasco, they lose Danny Salazar, and all of a sudden they're left for dead, and really rightfully so. What starting pitching, what team can lose their number two and number three starting pitchers and not be left for dead in the playoffs? If that was the Cubs, the same thing would have been said about them. They were last in John Heyman's power rankings. They were last in a lot of people's power rankings. I was big on them coming into the postseason before Salazar and Carrasco went hurt. I got hurt. I thought that they would be the difference makers. Um, but I cooled off a little bit when they went down just like everybody else did. Like the Cubs, who lost Kyle Schwarber, the Indians haven't had Michael Brantley all year, and he didn't come back in the playoffs. He was an all-star. Kyle Schwarber wasn't an all-star. So, I mean, there's a very good argument there. I know people outside of or people inside of Chicago may be don't believe it or don't want to hear it, but the Indians are missing a bigger piece in Brantley than the Cubs missed in Kyle Schwarber. So that's a factor. The Indians are very likable. Not saying that the Cubs aren't, but Terry Francona, Mike Napoli, those guys, they're likable. They're a team that the general public can can latch onto and and cheer for. The other part of why I thought they'd be a better uh, story is the Cubs... They are the big market team. In a sense, they've almost turned into the bad guy. And I know that that maybe sounds weird because the, the lovable losers and they haven't won in 108 years. But Joe Madden, for example, rubs a lot of people outside of Chicago wrong. They don't like his mannerisms. They don't like that he quotes the office. They don't like that he dresses his players up in pajamas and that he celebrates Halloween, and that stuff really sounds stupid to me, but a lot of people don't like him for for his quirks. Um, The Cubs are going to be around for a long time, presumably. This won't be their only shot, not saying that this is the Indians' only shot, but you assume that with the Cubs group, they'll have plenty of other chances. 
So I just thought, you know, I know that there was a, a story out there today that a lot of people disagreed with that baseball wants the Cubs to win or that they want the Cubs to lose or they need them to. I don't think they need them to, but I definitely think that if baseball had their choice, they would say, hey, we want the Indians to, to come away with this. A, we get that feel-good story out of the way and we maximize on that. Maximize on a seven-game series with the Cubs. Now next year, we get to market that and build on that for the whole entire season. Maybe the Cubs come back to the World Series next year against a big market team, and you maximize on that markability for two years. And obviously, anytime the Cubs are going to make it, there's going to be marketing there. But I just think that you max out on the Indians winning the title now, and then hopefully, if you're baseball, you say, we'll max out on the Cubs winning next year and go from there. So I think both would be great stories. I think the Indians, even now, would be maybe a, a little bit better. So with that, we will uh, bring in John Heyman. Hey, John, how are you? You've covered the World Series for the first five games for us, uh, both in Cleveland and Chicago. What were your big takeaways from what you saw? Well, you know, I never thought Cleveland was going to get that far, so I give them all the credit in the world. Uh, that Andrew Miller trade is one of the great midseason pickups ever. Uh, Miller, uh, just an incredible uh, postseason performance. Uh, Corey Kluber, uh, terrific uh, ace. Um, I don't want to say he's done it alone. Obviously, Tomlin's had some good starts here and there, but uh, to have lost uh, Carrasco and Salazar as a starter, and uh, to be in this position, I've got to give Cleveland uh, credit. Uh, the Cubs, obviously, uber-talented, uh, a little bit young. They've gone up and down a bit in this postseason, fell behind the Dodgers, came back, fell behind the Indians, came back. So I give them credit for the heart and the talent. Uh, a little bit inconsistent, a little bit over-anxious at times, but uh, they were the best team in baseball this year. And, uh, you know, game we get to Game 7, of course, anybody can win. Yeah, I'm not surprised that they – have made it to seven after being down three one, but this was this is the game against Kluber that is why it was going to be so hard to come back from down to three to one. So, where does this so far? We don't know what's going to happen tonight, but where does this rank for you, or where where do you put this with some of the other World Series that that you've seen? Uh, well, we're going to have to see how it finishes. I think uh, Game Seven uh, will determine uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, any time a team is down three to one and comes back and then wins it, uh, that's pretty good. That does not happen very often. Obviously, uh, we had the Royals in '85, uh, the Tigers '68. Um, there have been a couple teams that have done it, not a lot, but down three to one to win three in a row. Uh, that makes it a pretty good World Series. Um, not to say I'm rooting one way or the other, but I think uh, if you rank the World Series, uh, the team, if it's down 3-1 to one and comes back to win, it's probably going to be ranked as a better series than a team that just held off uh, another team that had won two in a row. So uh, we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, it's been a, a good World Series. I mean, the classic World Series, I think, you need, first of all, you need the World Series to finish, and then probably sometimes a little perspective, a little, a few years to figure it out. But I mean, the 86 World Series was a great one. The 75 World Series was a great one. Obviously, uh, the Cardinals-Rangers World Series uh, was a great one. Um, those are three that come to mind. Uh, 2011, that one was um, off the top of my head. But uh, this one's got the potential, certainly with the Cubs in there. And, 
that certainly would make it a very memorable series if the Cubs win the World Series 108 years and not the, the Indians 68 years is uh, not worth talking about, but 108 years and the, the Cubs, the following that they have throughout the country, uh, certainly would make it a classic in that sense. But in terms of the actual play on the field and the drama involved, I think we're going to have to see how this game goes. Who do you think is the better story if they win? And maybe that sounds like a, a dumb question because the Cubs coming back from down 3-1, to one, ending that streak. But I think that at this point, A, baseball, if they had to pick, would say, I mean, yeah, let's have the Indians win now. We get that streak over with. We max out on it, and then we can max out on the Cubs next year too. Yeah, I mean, I think the better story for today would be the Cubs winning and breaking that 108-year streak. It's not only 40 years more. It is the Cubs, and they are kind of a national team. And it's a little bit extra that they've come back if they do win from 3-1 to one down. But uh, I can't say that baseball would be opposed to uh, having that Cubs streak going on a little bit longer and seeing how they do again next year or the year after, whenever, to see if they can break that streak. I mean, obviously, uh, they broke the penniless streak of 71 years uh, this year, which was huge, involved the Billy Goat and all that. So uh, part of it is gone now. I mean, I know some people think that is really the key to have uh, gotten back to the World Series. That is kind of the legend of the Billy Goat. But uh, uh, I do think that the Cubs losing uh, would bring a little bit more drama than to uh, subsequent World Series that involve the Cubs in coming years, which I think, you know, it's a crapshoot. But, you know, they're probably going into next year. They're probably the favorite uh, to get to the World Series. And, of course, you never know how the favorites do. But uh, they have a terrific team. And uh, the fact that their stars are not only in their 20s, many of them are under 25, uh, makes it seem like they've got a shot to get back multiple times in coming years. Looking back at Game 6, uh, one of the bigger stories was bringing in Chapman in the 7th, leaving him in in the 8th, and then bringing him out for the ninth with a seven-run lead. Um, I don't think – I think he brought in Chapman at the perfect time there with the two on because if he brings in anybody else and he gives up a home run, all of a sudden it's 7-5 and anything can happen there. If you're going to bring him in for the eighth, fine. But then not having somebody ready for the ninth to even come in for that one spot, it was five pitches. I don't think it's going to make or break anything. Uh, but what was your takeaway from how Madden handled uh, Chapman last night? Uh, yeah, I, I think um, looking back on how to win the game, uh, they're now in position 50-50 to win the World Series. Can't blow that. Um, I certainly understand it. Uh, Strope and Rondon obviously have not been great of late. He does not trust them, obviously. You've got Edwards, a rookie, and not really trusting of him either. I'm with you. I think the seventh inning was fine. I might have... It's easy for me to say I'm not there. My career's not on the line, my reputation, but I might have gotten him out after uh, the seventh. That was the key with the two guys on. Of course, and then you got two innings to survive with a, a bunch of relievers you don't really trust. So, yeah, definitely would not have had him pitch the ninth once it's nine to two. I think Madden admitted he didn't have a pitcher ready, and that's why he had to throw a few more pitches uh, to start the ninth. So a little bit of a mistake there, but I, we've probably overanalyzed this. I mean, they had to win that game. Uh, I don't really think that uh, 
it was obvious that he shouldn't have brought him in the seventh. Certainly debatable. Um, you know, I know that uh, Francona, based on the fact that he's gotten the $98 million Indians this far and won two World Series already, uh, and the fact that he's managing the Indians, which probably they're not inspected quite as closely as, as the Cubs uh, can get away with a little bit more. But, uh, you know, I don't think that Madden did anything really uh, bad. Uh, Chapman throwing a few more pitches isn't going to make a break tonight. I suspect he will be ready to go tonight. Uh, they obviously have a good pitching situation with uh, Hendricks ready to go with Lester. And uh, with Chapman, I see a lot of talk of Lackey. I mean, to me, that's the fourth option at this point. Uh, you've got to probably stick with your best three. And uh, it's a pretty good pitching situation. It's not as good as the Indians. We've got Kluber, who's already, who's already won twice, and you've got uh, to start. And you've got Miller, who is the best reliever in baseball, I would say. I mean, Britain obviously is terrific. But Miller, for being able to throw multiple innings, any inning and all that, uh, I, to me, the most valuable probably weapon in the game in short series. So uh, the Indians have the advantage. They would have had the advantage anyway. It doesn't really change that. I think Chapman uh, will be ready to pitch one or two innings if he needs uh, if he needs to. Yeah, no disrespect to John Lackey, but if he's pitching for the Cubs tonight, it's either not a good situation or extra innings. So, Yeah, I think extra innings would be the way it goes. You know, I mean, he, he could give you length, and uh, if you've already used at that point Lester and Chapman, uh, and Hendricks, obviously, um, you know, Lackey is a, is a good uh, solution at that point. But, uh, you know, he is their fourth starter. So, uh, obviously, he's got a good record. Uh, he's got a good resume, a good career in the postseason. But uh, their options are pretty clear right now. He is not one of the top three options. You mentioned overanalyzing and how the Cubs are going to be overanalyzed because of who they are and how the Indians not quite as much being the $98 million team. Depending on who you read, Joe Madden is getting run over by Terry Francona this this postseason. I don't think that's quite the case. I think that is just um, the the talking point that that people are are picking out. I think it's been much closer. I think the the toss up decisions, the fifty fifty decisions, at least early in the series, the ones that Francona did worked, and the ones that Madden did didn't work. And it was, I mean, at least to me, it's that simple. Do you see the the managing? Uh, matchup as a, a one-way street here, or do you think it's uh, pretty close? Uh, I think it's pretty close. I, I do think Francona is a managing savant. I mean, I would rank him, uh, along with Bochy, one of the top two uh, managers in the game. I, together, they've uh, combined already for four, five World Series titles. Could be six tonight, depending how this goes. Um, I think you have to defer to them on, on, the, on their records and uh, their, their, their past decisions. Uh, Francona, obviously, uh, is just a terrific, terrific manager. Uh, Madden, uh, the best manager in the uh, press conferences, an incredible personality. Francona's got a good personality, too. But, um, you know, in terms of the strategy and the resume and, and everything else, I would just say is one of the top two managers in the game. You know, I would certainly rank um, uh, Madden as very, very good, maybe even excellent in terms of strategy and overall managing. Uh, but I think his greatest skill is in the clubhouse 
and in the um, the face that he puts on the team uh, publicly. Um, not to take anything away from him, I, I would give Francona the edge. That being said, uh, obviously not all of Francona's moves have worked. Uh, Naquin uh, is not a good outfielder. He took a chance yesterday. He wanted to get his bat in the lineup. Uh, Roger Davis is a better outfielder than him. Uh, Crisp is a better outfielder than him. Naquin is not a great outfielder at this stage in his career, and that chance did not work for uh, Francona. So nobody's going to make moves all moves that work all the time. One one other thing I would say about Franconi, he does have an, a little bit of an advantage, and, and part of this he he, he did it himself, that which was to uh, have Miller start, pitch the fifth inning, I think, in his first or second game right away, and establish that tone and and have it so that everybody's ready to go at any time. Uh, but it is a little bit of an advantage to have a guy who can pitch at any point and is willing to do that at any point and is that dominating. So uh, you're going to look a little extra good, but he is really good too. The Cubs released their, their lineup and Wilson Contreras is catching again. I would have went with David Ross in a game seven with Kyle Hendricks on the mound um, needing every inch you can get off the plate. Ross, a better receiver. Contreras is, uh, I think it's fair to say, struggling in the receiving framing department this series. Um, are the Cubs making a mistake by starting Contreras tonight? I think so, and I said so on Twitter and got a lot of heat uh, from probably from a lot of Cubs fans who love Contreras' talent. Um, I think for Game 7, I'd want the veteran a little bit less emotional. Um, you know, Contreras obviously has a hitting talent, but, boy, Ross has had a pretty good year with the bat, too, and he's been pretty clutch throughout his postseason career uh, in terms of the bat. And, but I, I would just want the uh, steady influence behind the, the plate. Um, you know, I, I, I think possibly some numbers will say Contreras is okay at framing. I, I don't know. Uh, scouts tell me uh, that he doesn't really center the ball and he really isn't great at it. And uh, he, he, well, he's made some great pickups. He's a great talent. He also lets them get past him. Uh, that uh, should not have gotten past him. So uh, I would rather go with the steady, conservative approach. I know uh, that uh, Hendricks has done well with Contreras, but I would have gone with Ross. And especially if Lester is going to come in in the middle of the game, you figure that Ross would have to come in. So if they have to make that change at some point, we'll see. That's true. If, Very good point. If the Cubs lose, over under 1% chance David Ross comes back next year. He says he's not coming back, um, but, you know, uh, 1% is a low number, so uh, I'll say over because I think it's about 1.5%. I mean, he flat told me in in uh, one of the post games he's not coming back unless they give him the qualifying offer. The qualifying offer, uh, and he's told other people that, uh, is 0% chance they will give him a qualifying offer, but 1% uh, is so low that uh, I like to bet on a long shot every once in a while, and I'll say uh, greater than 1%, but less than 2 who is your uh, X Factor night, the, the difference maker? Not the, the Kluber, obviously, Rizzo, Bryant, but who underneath that tier needs to, to perform? Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I guess you probably put Miller in that too. To me, Miller is the is the weapon, and he's no secret anymore. I, I mean, he could go three innings, he could go four innings. Who knows what he could do? I just fantastic. He's really stepped out and really been the MVP of the postseason. He won't be the MVP of the World Series if they win. Presumably, it'll be Kluber if they win. Uh, I guess Miller would be a candidate, but uh, I think Miller has just been terrific. And anybody in that uh, Indians bullpen, uh, they've really done a great. 
championship. Cody Allen really hasn't gotten the publicity that he deserves because everybody's now focused on the middle reliever, uh, which is kind of ironic, uh, Miller. But uh, Cody Allen has been uh, absolutely uh, terrific. Uh, you know, if the Cubs do well, I think they're going to get their uh, – it's going to be the stars. I mean, that's the way they've gone. As Rizzo and Russell and Brian have gone, so have they gone. Uh, Brian has been very good and very consistent generally. Uh, Rizzo and Russell have been up and down to, to some degree, but huge hits, uh, big hits at big moments, and uh, they are key guys for me for the Cubs. I think for the Cubs, uh, Dexter Fowler's got to set the tone at the top. Um, hitting 160, doesn't have a walk this World Series. Joe Madden's phrase is, you go, we go for him. And so far, he hasn't, and they've survived. Um, but I think he's going to have to do something at the top, and obviously another name. Javier Baez, if he can do something that's not swinging at a pitch two feet outside, uh, the Cubs will certainly take that at this point. Yeah, I mean, uh, could be defense, could be base running, should be low scoring. We're talking about Hendricks, uh, Cy Young candidate. We're talking about Kluber, Cy Young candidate. We're talking about all hands on deck uh, with the uh, relievers. Uh, even if Chapman may be limited a little bit, uh, we're going to see the best pitchers for both teams. So it should be a low scoring, uh, particularly if Lester's in the game, somebody, Roger Davis, uh, coming off the bench or however they're going to utilize him and see how he can uh, disrupt things and uh, that will be an interesting scenario if, if Lester is called into a, a, a tied game or a one-run game and uh, seeing exactly what the Indians will do. Uh, and I understand that Lester uh, managed to get through it last time, but uh, called into somebody else's tie game uh, could be a little dicey uh, if we see what the Indians can do with the, the base running. They certainly are more uh, adept at it than the, uh, the Dodgers. There aren't a lot of teams that are great base running teams or base stealing teams anymore or even bunting teams, but the Indians are actually good at all those things. So for your final official prediction, what are you going with, and who is your World Series MVP? I'm going to, uh, for my final prediction, I will go with the uh, Indians, uh, and I will go with uh, Kluber as the MVP, uh, although if they had a postseason MVP, I'd say Miller if they win. Uh, you know, on the other side, if the Cubs win, I mean, I think Chris Bryant could do something huge. He, he will be the NL MVP. It would be interesting to see if he is the NL MVP and the World Series MVP as well. Certainly a possibility at this point. Is this Indians pick just to make up for you putting them last in your postseason power rankings? Uh, no, I am not. I actually have. I mean, my picks are not always perfect, as you see. I had them twenty to one. They are obviously not twenty to one. They are uh, one to one right now because right now this is an even series. Obviously, not that only that, but it's any it'd be pick them in terms of an odds maker. I'm sure it's fifty uh, fifty. Cubs are the hot team, and they have. Uh, I would say the Indians making a slight advantage on the on the starting pitching front and the bullpen going into this game. So it's fifty uh, fifty. Both teams are one to one. My prediction of Indians 20 to one uh, was horrendous. Whether the Indians win or lose this game, I don't think there's any way around that. I, I own up to my bad picks, and that was one of my worst ever. <laughs> you certainly don't hide from it, and we can uh, appreciate that. So thanks for your time, John, and we will talk uh, when this is all over. All right, great talking to you, Tommy. Thanks. So John's going to go with the Indians, and I certainly wouldn't be surprised by just about any outcome tonight. Um, 
right now it is pretty much close to a pick em, at least in terms of Vegas odds. Right now you get a, a money line on Cleveland at plus 107, Cubs minus 117. That's a pretty good value on Cleveland with at home with Kluber going. But I think with the Cubs seeing Kluber for a third time in a week, a week and a half, Kluber on three days rest again, I just think that they're going to do something offensively and do something early off of him. They've, they've seen him enough that they should know what to expect, and they have the talent and, and the firepower to, to do some damage. No disrespect to Kluber. Obviously, he's great. Um, but I think the Cubs win. I think they win 5-3. to three. I think Hendricks, if he gives you four or five good innings like he is perfectly capable of, uh, the bullpen won't be uh, that much of a question. You can see Lester. You can see Chapman. And I don't think those five extra pitches in the ninth inning are going to make a difference. And I am going to say that depending on what happens tonight, obviously if Chris Bryant has a big game, if Anthony Rizzo has a big game, those are two options for MVP. But, but right now I think Ben Zobris has been the best player. He's got the best uh, batting average. He's putting together great at-bats. I know he doesn't have the, the home runs. He has one RBI, so maybe that hurts him a little bit. But he's been the, the consistent guy for them, so he would be my pick right now, barring – a huge game from either Bryant or Rizzo. So those are my predictions. Um, again, John's taking the Indians. I'm going to take the Cubs, and we will be back uh, Thursday or Friday to go over the uh, aftermath. Thanks for listening.